Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Why is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. What is going on, guys? Thank you so very much for joining us on this special Saturday episode of TNT Tuesday Night Titans. It is Saturday, 8-5-2023, SummerSlam Saturday, joined by my co-host on Tuesday nights, the one and only Andrew Baydala. What is going on, man? Don't adjust your television sets. It's a Saturday. It's 1 o'clock on the East Coast, but me and JD are live. I know it's something you probably uh, didn't expect, but... I'm good, man. I, I'll tell you what, JD. You want to know how I know I'm getting old? How are you getting old? I went out with two guys, well, a couple guys last night. Shout out to Brad and Charlie, and I feel terrible this oh. morning. But I will tell you what. I recovered quickly thanks to Onnit and Pedialyte. They sponsor your boy, so go out and grab some Pedialyte and grab yourself some Total Human by Onnit. They help you feel Can like I tell a you something? This, guy, this guy's been on Onnit and Pedialyte for as long as I've known him. It's true. How are you doing? 
I'm good, man. I woke up an hour and a half ago. I'm good to go. I only have one call. I only have one coffee in me. I, I think I'll have uh, about three more cups throughout the day because it's SummerSlam Saturday. But I'm uh, I'm ready to go, man. I'm excited for tonight. You know, I know you don't have kids. <clears throat> How? You woke up at eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day, man. I don't yeah, I don't right. think I'm mentally prepared for that. But uh, SummerSlam, man. Um, I know this is one of the more exciting days of the year. Uh, I, I got asked a lot during the week. What's my favorite SummerSlam? What's my favorite SummerSlam moments, some of my favorite SummerSlam moments. Uh, before we get into the actual card here and some news that broke this morning, uh, I, I guess I'll start with that one, man. I'll shoot it to you. What, what's your favorite SummerSlam? And, and give me uh, a couple of your favorite SummerSlam moments. Man, I would have to say my favorite SummerSlam is probably 97, mm-hmm. um, just because of that main event Okay. with Brett and Taker. And I would say... I really digged, I know a lot of people hate it, but I really did dig the HBK Hogan match. I know it wasn't how we all wanted it to go, but I felt like that whole build was good. Yeah, I thought that was fun. I mean, it wasn't anything, uh, you know, it wasn't like Rock Hogan at, uh, at Skydome, but uh, it, it worked. <clears throat> 2002 was fantastic. Yes. Yeah, that's my favorite. 2002, 1997 will be uh, a very, very close second. 1997 is the greatest ending to any WWE match ever with Brett and Taker. Yeah. I mean, yep. just everything about that was, uh, you want to talk about cinema with Roman Reigns and the bloodline. That was, uh, everything about that was cinema. Uh, a couple other ones, you know, I loved, you know, the 1993 SummerSlam in Detroit. Uh, believe it or not, a lot of people kind of critically panned that SummerSlam. I thought that was a very exciting SummerSlam. I, lo- I love the whole ambiance of it. The Brett and, and Doink match, you know, always something that really never yep. left me, man. With, with Jerry the King Lawler faking a car accident. I mean, that was just fucking beautiful. Yeah, and 2002 was live from the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Long Island, New York. Shout out to Long Island. Uh, 93 was good. I like 94. Uh, brother versus brother. Yeah. I mean, there's in a cage. Yeah. At the United Center in Chicago. So, I mean, yeah. there's you got Ra- Razor, Shawn Michaels, ladder match number two. I mean, this was some great SummerSlam moments. Yeah. And here's the deal, right? Everyone's always like, oh, well, you know, SummerSlam is the WrestleMania in August. I've heard you say it, and I will echo those statements. There is only one WrestleMania, and that's WrestleMania. But SummerSlam is a damn good time, and it is a very, very important time, especially right now for world wrestling entertainment, WWE, because there's a lot of things that need to go a certain way tonight to continue certain things. So we'll have to see how that all pans out tonight. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about that. We got the match card lined up here. But before we get into the match card, guys, preview predictions, there is something that broke this morning. And uh, I was talking to Drew about it off, off air. He did not know before we actually came on live. Michael Cole is now pulling double duty He's now going to be the lead voice of Monday Night Raw. They are replacing, finally, Kevin Patrick on Monday night. Michael Cole and Wade Barrett, according to Variety, are going to be the main men on Monday night. Cole will remain on SmackDown, so he'll be doing Raw on SmackDown while being joined by Corey Graves, and then Kevin Patrick is going to be serving as uh, uh, the Percy Watson of the SmackDown booth. He's basically going to have a very minimal role which would probably be best for him. He did not really work out at all. I'm glad the WWE finally, after a year and a half, is recognized. It didn't work out as the lead guy. So that is the news coming out of SummerSlam weekend already. Cole and Graves will be on the call tonight as they are the two best that the company has. Uh, what do you think about this, Drew? I think this is a great move. Now, obviously, Monday Night Raw oh. still has its problems, but it's going to be a little bit more digestible. And uh, most of the weeks, we don't have to watch Monday Night Raw on mute anymore. Well, here's the deal. I don't... 
I don't like like to talk about anybody's downfall or the yeah. demise of somebody because it is somebody who is in that profession who's trying to make it work. It didn't. It happens. Okay. There's been plenty of them, both male and female, who have tried to sit in that announce chair at that desk and have not panned out. Michael Cole is a gem. A lot of people hated Michael Cole for a very long time. They me, hated him me, with me, Ross. Me, me included. Right. And he's been with them since 1997, that being WWE. So Michael Cole has done a ton for WWE, both on the announce side and backstage. Michael Cole was instrumental in bringing Pat McAfee in. So Michael Cole knows what he's doing. And any time we can get more of Michael Cole on our television sets, I'm all for it. Kevin Patrick didn't work. I feel sorry for the man, um, but he will be just fine doing whatever he's going to do with WWE. They obviously like him. They like his look and they like what he brings to the table. So he's going to stick around. Um, but it is a shakeup that was needed because I felt at times on Monday Night Raw, that is their job. The announcer's job is to tell a story. They're supposed to capture us, the people sitting at home, and give us what's happening live in that arena. And Kevin Patrick at times fell short of that. Yeah, I uh, I actually did not like Michael Cole early on. Uh, I thought he was uh, rather annoying. And then when we had the NXT UK uh, United Kingdom tournament, and he did that with Nigel McGuinness, uh, he kind of opened my eyes to how good he can be when he's kind of unfiltered. You know, that was a Triple H production, William Regal production. They just let him go out there. He was excited to call it. He had a, a, a renewed charisma about him. He was enthusiastic. He was excited. And everybody po- poked fun at him like, yeah, this is how good Michael Cole can be when he doesn't have Vince McMahon screaming in his headset. So that kind of opened me up to Michael Cole there on how good he can be. And I think he's honestly had a, a almost a, a re, re, re-emergence or a career resurgence here with uh, Triple H early on. You know, he was doing things that, you know, everybody was just really admiring. And, you know, I would say he's, I, I, I don't, I don't want to go out there and say that he's as good or better than Jim Ross. But, I mean, he's got to be in the discussion for greatest WWE commentator, for, surely. No doubt, right? Oh, yeah. And and I think that Michael Cole, you saw his career resurgence and that you saw him start to really enjoy what he was doing. And it came through the television screen when he got Pat. I mean, I I felt that Michael Cole was doing things the right way and always had. But his energy and his enthusiasm, when he was with Pat McAfee, you could just tell that it like gave him new life. And we'll see what happens now, because I think him and Corey Graves, Michael Cole and Corey Graves are announced team made in heaven. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. Wade Barrett does a great job, too. I'm really liking Wade Barrett's work. I enjoyed him on NXT. Uh, I'm happy that he's back with the company in general. But this is a great move for Monday Night Raw, folks. And uh, we will we will see how uh, it all pans out on Monday. Obviously, they still have their problems, but it's a little bit more digestible now on Monday night as Kevin Patrick will be moved to SmackDown and he will be the third Man there, color commentator right next to Corey Graves. And here's the big thing that a lot of people aren't talking about. This is setting them up for their TV rights deal, which is coming up very shortly. They want the best possible product to sell to the masses when it comes to renew those television rights because people, the networks are going to pay through the roof for them. I mean, when AEW is going to get a ton of money, the NBA and the NHL got a ton of money, and they don't draw. No offense. they do. This is to the NBA and the NHL. They're averaging eights, nines, big games with the NBA, they might get one, two million. WWE does that friggin' weekly. Yeah. And it's like four million with the combined ratings sometimes. So WWE is going to get a ton of money and they want to put the best possible product out to the consumers so that the buyers see it and they want to pay through the nose for it. Yeah, Raw is going to be a 
right back at the flagship. That's a good WWE point. That's a good point, man. A lot of a lot of people aren't really going to raise that point, but that's a good point. You want the best yeah, product just, in a contract yeah. year? Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone just thinks that this move is made because Kevin Patrick wasn't cutting the mustard, which is it's true. Part, part of but, it. Right, but here's the deal. Again, the art of the WWE and how good they've been in terms of generating revenue is just this. They're a step ahead always. And that's why they're making, uh, I mean, how much did they make this quarter, man? Most ever? WrestleMania pulling about $260 million for the weekend for Los Angeles? Holy shit. Their, their Q2 earnings, the call that I was on, it was mind-boggling how much money this company is making. And, you know, I'm a shareholder, so I, I want to hear those type of yes. things. But I consume the product because it's entertainment. It's enjoyable. Yeah. And my son likes it. But you need to understand, and not, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to everyone watching. We need to understand that that's a business. We have the Slim Jim Battle Royal because... Their sponsorship money pays for 90% of the WWE's roster in a fiscal year. Think about that. And you want to know why the women didn't get on the show, man? WWE's going to take that uh, that mighty dollar over putting... Uh, who, who's everybody complaining about? Becky and Trish? Come on. Well, I mean, They're going to take the a, money. Rhea's a strange omission, but I get it. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about we'll, this, too. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, yeah. I'll, leave the, I'll leave the floor to you, man. There's uh, how many matches? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight matches tonight. Perfect. You know, the, there's not a lot. Yeah, it's not, great, not right? a lot. It's easy, easily uh, digestible here. I'm liking what I'm seeing. It should be a solid show. I think they're going to end on a high note. There's a rumor of Rock coming out and maybe him showing up. Who knows how true that is. But Well, that writer's strike, I mean, you know, yeah. they. it seems like Rock and some other people need something to do. Um, and I'm not, you're a, I know you watch the superhero movies and all that other stuff. I don't. So I guess Rock bombed a movie or something. Black, Black Adam bombed, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it is what you it never is, know. man. You can't win yeah. them all. But I'll leave no. the I'll leave the floor to you, bro. Which which match do you want to start off with here well, first? I, out of the eight? I think we should start off with the Slim Jim Battle Royal because okay. I think that's one to get out of the way. And I think the obvious choice here is L.A. Knight, right? Yes. Um, do they go that route? Because what is what is the Slim Jim Battle Royal winner get? That's what, what I asked last night on my uh, on my SmackDown post. I don't know what they get. Maybe they get a, a yearly subscription to Slim Jim. I mean, shit, you can drop that off here. I'll take it. Everyone <laughs> I, likes a little spicy beef. I, I mean, they, I they need I to do know, something. They Listen, should do something tonight. They, they should say something before it hits, you know, before they get to the ring where the winner will now receive a United States yes. champion, something like that. Easy. Something something very simple. Uh, did you watch SmackDown last night? Did you see the Sheamus and LA Night match? I did. I did. And I thought, you know, they're in Dayton, Ohio. Okay. The, Nutter, the be- Nutter Center, man. 1993 King of the Ring. Right. See, there you go. That's why you know you're a yes. historian. Uh, I was supposed to be in Detroit this weekend. I decided not to, but I will say this: Dayton, Ohio, was on fire. They for were LA night on fire for LA night. So the reactions haven't subsided, which means that the reactions have not stopped for LA night. And that's what this business is all about. It's about reactions and moments. I, I think and Michael. LA- I think Michael Cole said something last night too. He's like, "Oh, because you're not getting it now, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen." Right, and that's what WWE does. They put things on Peacock. They say things during they video packages. They let you know. You watch that Charlotte video package. How many times did she mention she was a fourteen-time champion? Three she's or four getting, times. She's getting to Rick's record. Yeah. Just wait. I, I she's know. getting to Rick's record. They I, do I, things very, very discreetly, but it's right in front of your face. Yes. It's kind of like an oxymoron. L.A. Knight is obviously the odds-on favorite. We got Shinsuke Nakamura in this thing, Karrion Cross, AJ Styles, Sheamus, and the rest of the Brawling Brutes, Tommaso Ciampa. I think Bronson Reed may be in there. Uh, a couple others from Monday Night Raw. Obviously, L.A. Knight is the odds-on favorite here, but if you look at what happened on SmackDown, and we'll get to two points I want to make on SmackDown. One, L.A. Knight beat Sheamus last night, which if you watch pro wrestling and 
take the textbook of pro wrestling one-on-one. Uh, Sheamus losing to LA Knight, LA Knight getting the victory, kind of doesn't bode well for LA Knight maybe getting the victory at the Battle Royal on Saturday night. So Don't tell uh, that to everyone hoping that Jey Uso wins the Universal uh, Heavyweight Championship. I mean, well, there's a reason why uh, they booked that match, because uh, he may not be winning tomorrow night or Saturday night tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. But... That is just a his history history aspect to it. I mean, typically that's what happens. That's what people kind of poke fun at. Oh, look, the odds on favorite won the night before. He's not going to win the next night. Uh, and, and the second thing is a lot of people are already downplaying LA Knight's push that he's not good enough because of the botch that happened in the match against Sheamus last night. I don't know what had happened. Apparently LA Knight wanted to jump up to the top rope like he usually yeah. does and do, and do an overhead belly-to-belly suplex. Um, they, both fell. They, they both fell, but the thing is, you know, there was a burning hammer spot earlier in the match. I don't know if Sheamus got a, a little concussed or knocked out. Maybe he didn't know where he was at the time. He was teetering back and forth on the turnbuckle. You know, also, Sheamus is not a small guy. I mean, he is as no. husky as they fucking come. So, L.A. Knight, even though he is a well-built man, Sheamus is a fucking beast. So mm-hmm. to do that spot on someone like Sheamus is always going to be difficult, no matter who you are and what size you are. So it ended up, uh, you know, they both fell, and people were poking fun at LA Knight. Oh, he's not good enough. This is going to ruin his push, derail his push. I'm like, guys, it's a pro wrestling match. Even the greatest have a fucking botch. It's not yeah. that big of a deal. And, and the and lights the- are on, sweaty. I mean, bro, anything right. can go wrong. I love I mean, how you <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know, man. All right. Listen, I'm not going to talk about men. Yes. Uh, sweating, Do you know what I, will, I meant, though? Yes. Yes, I get it. What I'm just breaking your balls. What I will say here is that the greats of professional wrestling, wrestling is an art. It's an art form. You need to have a good dance partner. And even when the greats screwed up, we almost didn't know if it was on purpose or they ad libbed and we couldn't tell. So this was an obvious botch, but it happens. It happens. So we could just move past it. What I won't move past is somebody in the comments here said that Detroit pizza is underrated. I agree. It's better than Chicago deep dish. Chicago deep dish is trash. It's pizza pot pie. So if you're in Detroit right now, or you're going to order something for SummerSlam and you can get yourself some Detroit style pizza. Um, I just really want to get off this, this botch talk because it's, it's two guys having a match. And I hate that um, analysts and um, you know, journalists are talking about a missed spot when these guys couldn't even lift a five pound weight. That's no. no offense to you or anybody else. I'm just saying, I just, to me, it's, I get it. But mistakes happen. Yeah. Okay. Let's just move past it. LA Knight should win the Battle Royal, and that's it. Shout out to my guy, Ango, in the chat. He's from Detroit. He's been doing there some Detroit go. festivities there for SummerSlam. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shock you, man. I'm not going with LA Knight tonight. You're going to go with Grayson Waller? I, I'm going with Grayson Waller. I just, he hasn't won a match. That's he's, a good he, spot he, for he, The Rock. He hasn't won a No, nah, I mean, come on, man. You're going to use The Rock. You're going to use him there. No, no, no. He's not going to be in the Battle Royal. Let's stop right there. I don't want this chat to explode. No, no, no. You're going to use him in a spot with Grayson Waller, you know, sometime after the Battle Royal. Maybe. I think that Grayson could be celebrating and, you know, maybe he goes under the ring and puts on that rock thing and that the thing that he debuted, the 96 Survivor Series. Because if that happens, it starts to mock him or even does maybe like the on the microphone, he starts to mock him. That's where I think the rock could come out. Otherwise, I don't know where the rock fits into this this show tonight. You don't need him for Jay and Roman. So this is this is the spot with Grayson if you're going to do that. Right, you get, you're getting my you get my uh, my mind uh, rolling now. Grayson Waller wins because he hasn't won a match yet. He's lost every match that he's been in two. Um, I think he needs a win. I don't know why he hasn't uh, achieved the victory yet. Maybe he wins the battle royal. He gets the nice rub there. Maybe he makes fun of the Rock. Rock comes out. Rock bottoms him, and then 
Rock kind of puts over L.A. Knight as uh, like a, like a predecessor or some sort. You know, puts him over in front of the the Detroit crowd, and they hey, that, they that's celebrate good- together. Even though even though he would lose, he would end up winning because he's the one standing toe to toe with the Rock. That's a good you know kind of uh, like hey kid, I like what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and he's not a kid. I like what you're doing, and I I I'm I'm standing with you. What you're doing is okay by me, even though they all call you a Rock and Steve Austin ripoff. That being L.A. Knight, yeah. Rock's music could hit during the Battle Royal, and Grayson Waller could you know, get distracted and then LA and I throws them over. That's all things that could happen too. Um, but if you're going to use the rock, you want to get, and again, this is the part of the business that a lot of fans don't put into the equation. You want impressions, you want clicks, you want views, you want headlines. So you need to maximize his potential return. That being Dwayne Johnson. And it has to make sense. Storyline wise, Grayson wall has been the only one who's been calling out the rock. Could he show up in the bloodline civil war or whatever that the, Tribal combat? Yeah, he could. He absolutely could. Um, but I just don't think that's needed, truthfully. So a lot, we'll of pe- a lot of people are asking where Johnny Gargano is. I have no fucking clue where Johnny Gargano is. I mean, this would be a nice spot for him, but uh, something's going on there that we don't know. So I really can't tell you what's going on with Johnny Gargano. He should have been back on TV already, especially now that Champa's back. But, you know, well, I'll, I'll leave that up to the uh, reporters who uh, want to go, go uncover some news. I don't the know. The tag team champions are hurt. Yeah. One half of the tag team champions is hurt. And I think that's where Champ and Gargano were going to be. They're going to yeah. be in the mix for those tag titles. But I've said this once and I'll say it again. This is no offense to Triple H, Paul Levesque, and the people over in WWE. Johnny Gargano should have left and gone to AEW. That's just me. I mean, uh, you ain't going to get a peep out of me with that. I mean, I would have loved to have that happen. But, you know, uh, everybody thought that uh, he was going to be well off with Triple H. Clearly, that hasn't worked out. I don't know what's going on there. But hopefully Johnny's back because he's, he's way too good to be kept off TV. I agree. Uh, I agree. You want to talk about um, what should we talk about next? Let's talk about the MMA rules match. Cause this, you know, for all the women's omissions on this card, right? The quote unquote that everyone wants to talk about the WWE has invested a lot of time into this match where in the beginning I was like, don't care, could care less. And then all of a sudden it was like, all right, well, I actually want to see this now. And I think that what they've done with the two women's matches is perfect they could have obviously had Rhea on here. She's all over the billboards, all over the posters. I think she was supposed to be a part of the show, she being Rhea. But let's talk about Rousey and Baszler here. Um, I, I have a funny feeling that Ronda's going to put her buddy over on her way out the door. I think so. I think this may be a sleeper match of the night, too, to be quite honest with you. And you said it, I think, perfectly on Tuesday when we talked about the omissions of uh, the ladies' matches that they cut from the show you know, when Ronda, Ronda gets a lot of shit, and I've been kind of at the forefront of that. I'm not a fan of Ronda and what she's done in this second run in WWE. I think she's kind of approached everything with this careless attitude. She doesn't really, she doesn't really give off the vibe that she enjoys being there or wants to be there. But, you know, I think you put it perfectly, Drew, on Tuesday. When, when Ronda wants to work with somebody, Ronda's going to show the fuck up. And I, just, I, I, I honestly yeah. think she's going to show the fuck up tonight. She's just like Brock. Yeah. Brock, when he wants to sell for somebody, when he wants to work with somebody, Brock puts on, not no offense to Dave Meltzer, but he puts on three, four, five-star matches all the time. doesn't matter the opponent when he wants to work. Yes. What he did with AJ Styles, he being Brock. When Ronda wants, these are actual athletes. All of them are athletes. WWE superstars, both male and female, are, are 100% some of the best athletes in the world. But Brock and Ronda, are a different animal when they want to work, when they want to do something, it's not 55%. It's not even a hundred percent. It's 150%. And Rhonda, it's always the what and the why in life. The what is this match and why is Rhonda wants to work with Shayna? 
this match is going to be fantastic because they are catering to both of these women's specialties, truthfully. Yeah, and, you know, the tag team title situation when they won the tag team titles um, from, I, I don't even know who they, Raquel and Liv, maybe? I don't even, I don't even, uh, no, it yeah. was uh, Isla Dawn and uh, Alba Fire. They became the unified tag yeah. team champions. Yep. Um, obviously, there was a plan there to, to have them lead the division. Something happened with Ronda with the MMA and her going back to uh, UFC rumors. I think that there is some smoke to that fire. Uh, if she, uh, yeah, if she wants to go back, I mean, she could certainly do it if she wants to and give her another shot. She's not, I, she's not old. I know. I think Rhonda, <clears throat> here's the thing, right? When you have kids, it yeah. changes a lot of things. And I think Rhonda wants her children or her kid to see her fight yeah. in person live. So I think there's a good possibility. And don't forget, WWE is merging with Endeavor. Yeah. Endeavor owns UFC. It's no, a match made. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I wasn't even thinking of that aspect because we're not really there yet. It's not official. But yes, you're absolutely correct. I mean, that would be a match made in heaven. So I do think that that there is some smoke to that fire. Uh, I do think that Ronda has exhausted everything she can for this division. I don't think she was going to help the division with the tag team titles. I think she did a fantastic job in her first go around and then WWE dropped the ball. And, and, and with Shayna Baszler, Shayna actually has kind of outshined Ronda in, in many aspects, but WWE really hasn't been fair to Shayna Baszler either. And my question to you is, Drew, even though this may be a decent match coming out of SummerSlam and people are excited about this MMA rules match and the, the video package that we got on Monday Night Raw, which really kind of got people a little bit more excited about the match because they brought out both the best in Ronda and Shayna. My, my question to you is, and I feel like it's not going to happen because WWE shouldn't be trusted. If Ronda wants to put over Shayna and thinks this is going to be something that puts over Shayna, it's up to WWE when Ronda leaves to kind of carry that for Shayna and carry out what Ronda wants to accomplish here. And I don't think that I don't think they're going to do that. I think they will. I think here's the deal, right? I think one of their biggest draws, whether we like her or not, and one of their biggest assets is probably going to step away for a while, and that's Ronda Rousey. Yeah. So you have the next quote unquote superstar that can basically do the same thing. And no offense, Ronda. Shayna cuts a better promo than you do. Absolutely. So, I mean, what are we missing here? I mean, just because Shayna's not decorated the way outside of the squared circle, the way that Ronda is, does not mean that she cannot be a bigger star in WWE. My opinion, Rhea Ripley is a bigger star than Ronda Rousey. Why can't Shayna be a perfect foil to Rhea? Why can't Shayna be the next dominant WWE women's superstar. She I would, I would, I would love that. I mean, Shane is not. Shane is at a point in her career and an age where I don't think she's going to lead a division. But she can absolutely, like you said, she can absolutely be a perfect foil to Rhea Ripley. And yeah. if you remember in NXT, who did, who was the one that ended Shane's reign in NXT? It was Rhea Ripley. So there is right. a history there. So they could absolutely revisit that if they want. I would love if that was the direction that they go in because Rhea desperately needs opponents. But yeah. I don't really trust WWE to get us there, but I, I hope that they do. I'm, obviously, Shane is going to win, and it is an MMA rules match. They did update I, the rules, yeah. Drew, on, on what, what the, the ruling of this match will be. Stipulations are that whoever passes out, submits, or is knocked out first will be declared the winner of this match. So, basically, basically, it is really WWE going MMA. Is it going to be completely uh, a shoot fight? Probably I not. I would have liked to have seen an octagon off uh, to a the fight side pit, of the a stage. A fight pit. Or yeah, I think, something. And I, yeah, they could have. I don't think they will. Um, I haven't gotten the final set designs yet. I know for all you guys watching this right now, I mean, I could break a little bit of news on the set. I don't think it's breaking news, but it's going to be your typical small set, which you saw at Money in the Bank, yeah. which you saw at Backlash in Puerto Rico. 
it's not going to be an elaborate set. And I think WWE has done a very good job with doing that. Gives it that old school feel. They could put an octagon to the right or the left of the stage. There's room for it. Don't know if they will. If it's just an MMA match in a wrestling ring, I think that starts off as a miss for me. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's what Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey kind of envisioned here, but... You know, a fight pit would have uh, worked out best. I, I don't know what the dimensions of the arena are going to be. If there was enough room to get the fight pit, probably there, there would have been. But, uh, there is. you know, it, it's, all on, it's all on what uh, the higher-ups want to do. So, and, and here's the thing. WWE is not really, although attendance has been through the roof and everything else like that, they are not a live event company. I know it sounds crazy because that's what their whole, but they're a television company, yeah. realistically. That's what they are. They're a media company. That so that the MMA match, if they want to do it to the left and the right, and the people live are going to complain about it in the building because they can't see or something like that. I mean, there were times at MSG where Owen and Ken Shamrock were at the theater in Madison Square Garden. So what about all those people at the '98 SummerSlam who were pissed that didn't get to see that? I mean, come on, you know? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited about it. I think it should be uh, a sleeper match of the night uh, because uh, I think Ronda, like I said, she's going to show up to work and uh, she's working with her best friend. So Shane is going to walk out there. Hopefully, WWE does right by Shayna following SummerSlam, and uh, I'm excited to see what these two ladies produce tonight at SummerSlam. Uh, Drew, Ricochet, Logan Paul, they are already claiming that this will be the most viral match in WWE history. I I read a report this morning that Logan Paul and Ricochet have been working extensively inside the WWE Performance Center, working on spots, and they are pretty confident that people will say at the end of this thing, uh, with what they got planned, it will be the most viral match in WWE history. I'm excited to see what these guys produce because, you know, you don't find somebody like Ricochet and someone who moves like Ricochet uh, every day in pro wrestling. Logan Paul, literally not a fan of what he does. I'm not a fan of his content, but Jesus Christ, man. Has there anybody? Has there been anybody that's come in and just absolutely wowed everybody perfectly in three matches than Logan well, Paul, man? He's been right. fucking great. All right, let's slow down a second. Yeah. I agree with you, but look at his dance partners. Me yes. and you yes. don't have a good show. I could sit here and talk to the wall all friggin' yeah. day, but it's not going to be the same type of show. Yeah, Miz, Rollins, Ricochet. I mean, you want to talk about work? Roman. Roman. Okay, right, and I forgot <laughs> Roman. All right? Like, the biggest box office draw right yes. now in WWE. But, I mean, but, come on. But, but I, I can counter that. I can counter what you said there It's like, and say, well, who are you going to put him in the ring against? You no, got to put, put him in the ring against your top guys because he is billed as a top guy, and I'm sure you're paying top money to get him in there. And, yeah. B, you want to put him in there who is uh, with somebody who is comparable to his athleticism, a.k.a. Ricochet. So you basically have to put him in there with those types of guys. Otherwise, you're not going to get a return on your investment. Right, and I think they – they took the proper approach yeah. with Logan Paul. They tagged him up with Miz. Then he turned. Then he had a singles match. They did not rush any of this. And Logan Paul is a fantastic athlete. They, he has a ring. They sent him a ring. So he trains and does all this other stuff. And he is taking the business very seriously. And I think that's a good thing. Anytime a celebrity comes in, and I hate using that term because he's a YouTube guy, but he is a celebrity now. Uh, and he's a WWE superstar. He took this very seriously. Same thing with Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny took his matches very seriously with WWE and it showed they have good dance partners, but Logan Paul still got to work and he is working yes. and he's working at a high level. And I think this match is going to be very entertaining. And it's a, maybe the, the, the thing here is that I don't think Ricochet is going to get the win. Okay. Really? But I want, I want everybody to remember. I do. I want everybody to remember that this could be the start of Ricochet's career resurgence in WWE. Do I think he's world championship material? 
Probably not. But I will say this. Does he work like a champion, though? Yeah, that's that's the difference. I think he works like a champion. Well, I mean, if you go by the AEW mold, men model, and, you know, the independents and the New Japans, maybe. But what I will say to you is, like, go look at the WWE's champions over the past. Do any of them really work like no. Ricochet? No. 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 I mean, even AJ Styles doesn't work like Ricochet. Okay? So, I think Ricochet's career resurgence would be he's featured on more cards. He's in prime matches, um, and he also maybe wins a secondary championship every once in a while. I do not think that Ricochet is going over tonight. Do you? Uh, I was going to go with Ricochet in hopes that they do actually see something a little bit more in him after five years on the main roster. I mean, I think it's about time we we see Ricochet get taken to that next level. I mean, he's been one of the most solid guys in the entire company. He doesn't have a bad match. He puts everybody else. So, honestly, Ricochet is one of those guys, and you don't have these guys come around often either. Every time you put Ricochet in the room with somebody, he makes his opponent better. He does whatever he can to help them out. No and, question. And, and and I think that needs to be rewarded at some point. I don't think WWE really knows what they have in Ricochet. Uh, but I could see Logan Paul winning because how many matches has he won? Has he won anything yet? He's lost to Rollins. Yeah. He's lost to Reigns. Who, who did he right, beat? But he, won, he beat Miz. He, well, I mean, um, that's the Miz. Everybody, everybody well, but Miz. I'm just saying we're talking about I think Logan Paul, this is, again, something where Logan Paul – is probably going to win a championship at some point. Don't think it'll be the two main, but he will. He'll win a secondary title. I think both of these men come out of here strong. Yeah. And I think you guys, no offense, make a lot about wins and losses in a choreographed entertainment setting. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna go with you. I'm going to go with Logan Paul, being that I think he, um, I, he hasn't really won much outside of the Miz. I think WWE has put him in this match for two reasons. One, it is going to be a viral moment. Uh, Ricochet is somebody that WWE feels that, you know, could, I guess, lay down for Logan Paul. It's not going to be that big of a deal. Uh, Ricochet has been uh, prone to losing anyway uh, throughout his career. But he, he's en- he's going to end up being a winner in this match anyway because of all of the spotlight. I mean, this shit's going to be everywhere. It's going to be on ESPN. It's going to be on Bleacher Report. It's going to be on uh, the, the evening news, whatever, whatever and, it and is. think it, about that. He's going to be they everywhere. Sit- yeah, they selected Ricochet because they know what he brings yes. to the table. They are cashing in on their investment because this is why Ricochet has not won major world championships here in the WWE. He is not great on the stick. He's not good on this mic. No. And that's okay. That Some people aren't, some people aren't. But what they can't take away from him is his in-ring ability and the ability to do things that the normal man or woman cannot do. And Ricochet is going to do that tonight with Logan Paul. Get ready for a viral moment. We saw it at the Rumble. You're going to see it tonight. I believe this match is opening the show as well because Logan Paul did put in a request to Triple H that he needs to get out of here and go to Dallas or wherever his brother's boxing. Watch his brother get knocked out, baby. Yeah, yeah. so he's getting on a private jet, and boom, right after the match is over, he's flying to go watch his brother box. So this is more than likely opening the show tonight for SummerSlam. After that jet's done picking them up, they're going to fly to Minneapolis. They're going to pick me and my buddies up, and we'll sit down and watch (laughs) the real main event, which is Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns. There you go. Uh, We'll move on from that. So we got Logan Paul. We got Shayna Baszler, and Drew's got LA Knight. I got Grayson Waller winning the Battle Royal, the Slim Jim Battle Royal. Uh, The Intercontinental Championship, probably on this card, the second most excited I am for a match outside the Tribal Combat, Gunther and Drew McIntyre for the Intercontinental title. We all know what these two guys bring to the table, and we all know what's on the line. Uh, We are legitimately a month away, a month and some odd days away from Gunther breaking the all-time record for the Intercontinental Championship as far as days held. Uh, I don't think that WWE drops the ball on this, nor do I think that they should. I think Gunther has uh, absolutely done everything in his power to show the WWE higher-ups that he deserves it. 
But this is Drew McIntyre's first match back, bro. And this is going to be a a huge showcase for him. And probably in, in discussions to bring him back, this was one of the things that he wanted creatively. Does, mm. he, does he go into this, winning this, and do we get Gunther losing that fucking reign one month before he breaks it? There is, if you want to, you know, wrestle rumble or if you want to go to um, Bravada or whoever you bet with and you want to put some money down on something. Yeah. Of course, now somebody will place like a million dollar bet and WWE will change the ending <laughs> and then they'll come after me. So I am, you know, not financially responsible for any bets that you take. I would sit here and say that this is the one gimme that Gunther is going to break that Intercontinental Championship record. He is going to go over on Drew McIntyre. Where they go with Drew after this is a good question. And I hope... I mean, Sean Rossap asked the question, but realistically, like, what was Drew going to say? Yeah, I want to turn heel and it's going to happen at SummerSlam. Yeah. Like, I understand he has a job to do. And Sean's a friend. I like Sean. But sometimes I think those questions are ridiculous. Like, what are you going to get? What do you, what do you think you're going to get from these guys or girls? They're not going to tell you. Yeah. You know what? I'm turning. I'm going to be a bad guy on September 7th. You know, like that's well, to, to, to be fair to Sap, if he doesn't ask the question, then he's no, going to get fucking, he he's going to get yeah. bullshit from trolls online. Oh, you didn't sure. ask the question, man. What type of journalist are you? So he no, has to I'm, ask the question knowing that he's yeah. going to get a bullshit response. Yep. And I, and I said that it's a loaded question and Sean knows, and Sean's very good at his job. There's no doubt about it. But what I'm saying is, is that I do think that Drew McIntyre is better served as a nasty yes. heel. And I think he could easily get into a program with Cody, Seth, whomever. That is a big bastard. In Drew McIntyre. He wants it to and, make sense. I, I get yeah. where he's coming from. He wants it to make sense before he makes a career-defining change for himself because he's been portrayed yeah. as someone that's going to go do PR and he's going to do all these uh, make-a-wish and whatever else WWE's got, a Special Olympics. I mean, that's the guy that they're going to call upon for that. I mean, they have guys to do that. Do they really need a, a, another one in Drew Cody. McIntyre? They have Cody, right? They have, Cody is for the kids. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's definitely it's definitely something that's going to be a major talking point. But WWE would be foolish to take this honky tonk record and, and have Gunther come so close only to drop it one oh, month they want, before. And, they and want I, that record so far out of honky tonk's hands too, because if you again, the all little of a things, so, well, I mean, all of a sudden, did they wake up? Oh, we got to break honky tonk's record, pal. No, like, I mean, I they, they, they okay. Listen, they have never really focused. Those long championship reigns were back in the 80s and 90s because yeah. realistically, they just kept the champions, the championships on uh, men or well, there was not many women working at that point in WWE who were going to draw. The Intercontinental Championship was drawing on the B House shows. Okay, There wasn't television besides once a week. There was a pay-per-view every quarter. So they kept the Intercontinental Championship on guys like Honky Tonk and Warrior because they were going to be at the B House shows. The A was either Hogan or Macho at that point. Macho Man Randy Savage, and that's what they did. So that's why those reigns are so long. They want, they can't stand Honky Tonk Man. Have you ever seen him on WWE television since? No. No. Do they even mention the man? No. So they are trying to erase themselves and distance themselves from him. Listen, that, I get, that, I get it. Man. So, sometimes you want to do a little uh, house cleaning and a little house renovation. I get it. Then them wanting to update their records to something a little bit more modern. I mean, how Look many, how, how many of today's demographic, bro? How many of today's youth know who the Honky Tonk Man is? Nobody. Uh, hardly uh, anybody. Right. You know? I mean, my kid watches Peacock and he'll throw on old stuff and he'll ask me, who is this? And yeah. then that's how he knows. Yeah. That's how he knows who there's the NWO nothing, is. And there's nothing wrong with being a secondary guy, right? So, I mean, it's there's nothing wrong with being secondary. There's nothing wrong in second oh, place. Are you still on this bullshit? Listen, I just, I'm just making a connection, man. There's nothing wrong with being second place. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, in, in all actuality, man, Gunther should break the record. I mean, outside Roman, Gunther is the best thing on WWE television. He is, I cannot... 
wait for him to become the world champion. He is out the TV with him, man, as world champion is going to be so prestigious and so Monday Night Raw has not had a main event like uh, or main event champion like Gunther or what Gunther is going to be, bro, in a very long time. I can't wait for that. You're a, an Italian from New York, just like I am. Yes. I'm about to get a wooden spoon and smack it over <laughs> your head. What the fuck is wrong with you? What are you talking what about, about? What about Cody? I mean, just because you don't like the Cody and Brock thing, you don't think Cody's the best thing on Raw? Cody's not going to be on Raw if he beats Roman. When's that happening? He's going to win the Royal Rumble, ain't he? Wow. I don't know. I guess we're already making predictions for WrestleMania. <laughs> I mean, he's. Uh, I mean, if Roman's going to stay on SmackDown, he's if Cody's got to win the Rumble again, right? I mean, I, Gunther I on on Raw and Cody on SmackDown. Oh, Gunther is one hundred percent going to be elevated to that main championship. I mean, now he's got it written all over him, you know. Yeah. And I think that happens at WrestleMania forty. But we're on SummerSlam in Detroit, so I, I just think that Cody's the best thing on Raw besides Seth Rollins right now and the Judgment Day. I think all three of them, those, those three things that I mentioned. And Rhea, who's in the Judgment Day, really hold Monday Night Raw together. And I think Guther is going to get there. But speaking of the women, let's talk about the WWE Women's World Champion, Asuka. She's taking on Charlotte Flair and Bianca in a triple threat match. And Asuka had a really interesting promo. I think they did her right. They didn't make her talk. They just showed her working out, kind of MMA style. And she said she's beaten both of them. Yeah, where, beaten both. Where, where was that Asuka promo for the last seven years? Well, I think you're seeing a lot of, you know, everyone's always up in here like, oh, it's a Vince move, and the fuck, Vince McMahon sucks, and Vince this, that. I think you're seeing a lot of Triple H with the women. Yes, this a is lot. this, this, I mean, a lot of stuff with the Shayna stuff on Raw with Ronda, yeah. that last night. I mean, Triple H, man, believe it or not, uh, he's got a great team around him. Jeremy Borash does a great fucking job. Or whoever's mm -hmm. doing these video packages and putting these video packages together. Because I know he had his team down at NXT and they were phenomenal down there. I mean, that that I could see being a Triple H thing. He wants he wants to get the story out there where the loose ends really need to be tightened up. And I could see him kind of going in that direction. Yeah, and here's the thing. Um, I think Triple H has really made sure that the women, and I know this is good. People are going to clip this and they're going to be like, what in, like, is he serious? They omitted two matches from the card. These two matches seem and feel so important that they are, you're going to sit in your seat and watch. There's been men's matches that don't seem important that are sandwiched on a SummerSlam or a WrestleMania or a Royal Rumble card. And I'm, I look at my buddies and I'm like, want a beer? You want to go have some tequila? You want to go take a bathroom? Like, it should, it, they don't feel important. These two matches, this match and the Ronda and Shayna match, I'm going to be sitting and watching because I want to see the story they're going to tell and I want to see who wins. That isn't always the case. Becky and Trish would have, would have made the, it, it would have been a good match. Don't get me wrong. But, and, and obviously Rhea is a focal point of WWE. Her opponents are hurt, so you can't have that match. But this match, I think, has the potential to really set that side of the women's division, the SmackDown side, ablaze. Who comes out of here as champion? I don't think it's Charlotte Flair. Now it's between Bianca and Asuka, and I think Asuka has to retain, in my opinion. She just ended Bianca's reign and everything else like that a couple months ago. I know they want the plan to get to Charlotte to beat her father's record, but they have a lot of time for that. WrestleMania 41 will probably be the time and the place, and it's not happening at 40. Maybe she wins her 15th at 40, she being Charlotte Flair. I think Asuka retains tonight, and I think it needs to happen so that they can build Asuka back to the Asuka that we're seeing right now. Taking the championship off her will only hinder that. I, 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 uh, there's, a, there's a lot to unpack here uh, about the, uh, the ladies. I, I wouldn't say that these two matches are terribly important. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I mean, they put a lot of time into the Oscar and Bianca thing, whether it's good or not, that's up to interpretation. I don't think it's good. I think the story is very weak. 
Uh, Charlotte being added, you know how I feel about that. She didn't really do anything and came back. And uh, I want a title shot. I mean, she's out there uh, swimming with dolphins with Andrade, and all of a sudden she comes back one week and wants uh, a title match. Fine. Uh, I get you can't leave Charlotte Flair off off of a pay-per-view. Ronda and Shayna, I mean, seems rushed. But I do feel, I I will somewhat agree, Drew. I think a a lot of these matches do feel a little bit more important after these video packages, which I think WWE's done a phenomenal job with. The the other two matches that they left off, and we talked about this on Tuesday, Rhea and Raquel has zero story right now outside of Liv Morgan being out. You can't put that match on the pay-per-view because Raquel is still, quote-unquote, needing to be medically cleared. And you need Raquel to look somewhat strong going into a match with Rhea because more than likely she's not taking that title off of Rhea. So if you made this match at SummerSlam and put Rhea on the show just to fill a women's match coming out of Monday Night Raw, Raquel would undoubtedly lose. So it's like you can't can't have her look inferior. And then the other match, Trish and Becky, I mean, I can understand people's frustration, but you got to understand that it's been one of the worst stories in all of the WWE all year. There's no heat. And it got cut reportedly, said Sap, due to time constraints, which, I mean, I don't really see that as a big deal, Drew, because somebody tried to, you know, frame me as like, oh, my God, J.D., another sexist comment. Uh, listen, you, 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 want, you want to move this match off the pay-per-view, fine, but don't make it seem like moving it from a SummerSlam to one of WWE's B-level pay-per-views, Drew, and have that be a bad thing, because these B-level pay-per-views have sold, I mean, I think, what, Fastlane and... Uh, payback already sold out. Like the WWE yeah. B, B level pay per views are absolutely fucking better than they were a year or two ago. So they're not B level pay per views anymore. WWE has taken a huge strategy and a huge yeah. risk to build these shows up as something important, whether it's going international or, you know, the way that they've kind of announced these shows and have, I mean, Fastlane is taking place where the Indy 500 is. I mean, to, to go synonymous with the name, WWE has a strategy about these shows. They're not B level pay per views anymore. They are just as special as everything else. And the thing here <clears throat> is that, again, I don't, I don't like to make a lot about wins and losses. I don't. But you need to make sure that you're keeping your superstars and your talent strong. And just like you said, Raquel goes into a program with Rhea. Rhea's going to beat the shit out of her, okay, because she's on this dominant run. So what do you want to do there? The old Vince McMahon logic would have been feed her. Who cares? Yeah. We'll, we'll build her back up. They didn't do that, and you guys are bitching about it because I know I'll go on Twitter, X, whatever the hell we're calling it, and if that match happened and Rhea you know, beat Raquel in seven minutes, y'all would have been like, man, Raquel's buried. Now they're not doing that, and you guys are mad they're left off the yeah. card. It's like when I ask my wife, what do you want for dinner? I don't know. You pick. And then I'm like, all right, we're going Chinese. I didn't want Chinese. It's like, I mean, pick up your mind. Where did that paper go? Man? It's uh, literally, if I could tilt this camera, it's stuck in my light. <laughs> oh, it didn't God. land. You saw that? It didn't land. So, I mean, I just make up your minds, guys. I mean, and girls, I understand. They're... Rhea is but a huge bro, bro, they're making it into a male versus female thing, and WWE is against women. We understand that the women's division is weak, but please, where is that same energy, bro, when the, the creative is the fucking reason for the shortcomings of the division? It's not because WWE wants to cut these matches. They, they obviously cut these matches for things that are a little bit more important. It's up to them to make the women feel just as important. And time constraints, Roman and Jay is going to get 35 minutes, easy, Cody and Bra- Cody maybe longer. Drew and Gunther is probably going to get twenty minutes. I mean, 
How, how long do you want this show to be? I mean, we talked about this. Eight matches, perfect. Two right. women's matches out of eight, perfect. Four women's matches, making it a total of ten matches on the night. I mean, you're, you're nearing four and a half hours, five hours of a show. Nobody wants that. Plus, this is the last thing I'll say on it. You, you think taking them off this show is bad, but WWE may be giving them an opportunity to main event the next show because Trish and Becky may have a steel cage match. It ends the show. Maybe Rhea and Raquel main events the next show. Who knows? But they'll be in a bigger spotlight on the next show instead of being just another match on SummerSlam. Take what you can get here, folks. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, and Roman's off. After this, Roman's off. So you're going to need matches that have some significance and some meaning. The want and the why. WWE is going to make you want these matches. Why? Because they're going to build them up. If they rush these matches onto SummerSlam, like JD and myself said, they go by the wayside. They already burned that. Now where do they go? We had this problem with Roman. They kept feeding Roman all these competitors, all these talents. And then all of a sudden it was like, who the hell's Roman going to face next? Yeah. I mean, so, and we're there now too, truthfully. Like he's fighting his cousins. That match is going to get 45 minutes. Easy. Easy. Entrances. Easy. Yep. It's tribal combat. We have no idea what that even means. It's like anything goes. They're probably going to brawl throughout the arena or the stadium. Listen, give it to him. Now, for these ladies, bro, I know Charlotte mentioned yesterday she's 5-0 and at SummerSlam. Now, that's mm. kind of an ominous uh, look at it. I mean, is she going to lose her first SummerSlam? I don't know. My, my inclination is uh, Charlotte's going to win the championship, and we're going to get uh, a 15th reign out of this thing. Can uh, I, be- I want to say something real quick because yeah. I'm going to forget. We saw the return, quote-unquote, of the Hurt Business. Yeah. What they, a looked, mul- they, looked, they looked great. Uh, fantastic for the Street Profits, yeah. okay? But I'd like to add a female to that. And I yeah. know, I know that Bianca would 100% slide in there. She could lose this match tonight and snap and beat the absolute holy hell out of whoever wins or whoever. She could beat the hell out of Charlotte backstage, in yeah. the ring, whatever. And then they have the Street Profits and they got Bobby with her. That I think is something that would help Bianca ascend to the next level because right now i feel like she's she's in flux yeah i i agree with that i mean it doesn't take a lot to change the perception of how you look at somebody or or a tag team street profits didn't really do anything but just give you a nastier attitude i mean they're dressing a little bit sharper and they got a nastier attitude and now they're aligned with bobby lashley same thing with bianca bella i've been saying this for for years with bianca she's kind of grown stale with this you know hair twirling baby face shtick that she's got going on dancing around I mean, if Bianca just slightly changes her attitude to what she was doing in NXT, which was great, I mean, that's all you need. You don't need to change anything aesthetically. You don't need to change how she's presented. Just a slight attitude change to go along with what her husband is doing with this new group with Bobby Lashley and Angela Dawkins, and that's all you need to do. Yep, and listen, they could work the house shows and mix tag matches. They could do a ton of things. There's a lot that Bianca, there's a lot of untapped resources and potential with her as a heel run. It's not like... When John's, we can't turn John, we can't turn Hulk yeah. heel and stuff like that. You could turn Bianca heel and she will be just fine. She might even flourish. And the Street Profits were so over with the kids and the live crowd and everything else like that. And they flipped those guys because the act got stale. Yeah. Truthfully. And, and Bianca could actually be a great catalyst if you want to take Montez and move him to the next level and make him into a world championship guy, too. Because everybody yeah. seemingly thinks he's the world champion coming out of that or a world champion caliber athlete coming out of that tag team. Speaking of world champions, I want you all to go to WWE.com, click on the SummerSlam thing, okay? Go to the matches and look at Seth Rollins. That does not look like Seth Rollins. I don't understand why WWE does this. They edit their pictures. WWE.com? Go to WWE.com. I gotta look at this now. 
I want everybody here to do it. Okay? Superstar. Go, go look at Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor on that when you go to match listings. This does not look like Seth Rollins. It almost looks like a completely different man. I mean, I know his hair is not over his ears and stuff like that, and I'm being very nitpicky, but they almost look like they cut his, his hair completely. It looks ridiculous. So whoever is touching up the graphics on WWE and editing a man that is already pretty much flawless here in terms of matches, looks, everything else, I don't understand why this... Who, like, who is that man? What, this one with the lightning down the middle and them? Yeah. Bat- I mean, it, lo- like- it, it, almost lo- it almost looks AI. Right. He looks ridiculous. It looks absolutely ridiculous. I, I don't, don't get it. But I'm just being nitpicky here. But let's talk about that match. World Heavyweight Champion. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get into that, I'm, I'm going EO cashing in. I think EO's going to walk out the champion. Tonight? Yeah. Man, I think that there's a lot of um, story and money to be made in EO versus um, uh, Asuka and EO versus Bailey truthfully. So I don't know if they rush that tonight. They could. The, the The big caveat here is that Damian Priest doesn't have a match and he's been kept real friggin' strong. And we'll get to that. I got, I got a wild, yeah. I got a wild prediction. I, I don't know if it's going to play off. I got a wild prediction for that one. All right. Well, let's talk about the world heavyweight championship. Seth freaking Rollins in his very, very strong run is going against Finn Balor again here in this match. To me, this needed some juice and we didn't have a stipulation. We get, we had nothing, right? So, I mean, is Finn going to come out as the demon? And is no. Seth? Okay. So is Seth coming out as the Joker? No. So we're just getting another match here. Yes. I, and that's the big thing here. How do you, because they've been resurging and rebuilding Finn. How does this one end for you, JD? Well, the way I have been thinking about this is, and this is a wild prediction. I, I think Seth Rollins is great. I think Seth Rollins, uh, I've praised Seth Rollins all year. I think he has done more to help everybody else around him than WWE has done to help him. And I honestly think with a culmination of everything that Seth Rollins has done and the selflessness of Seth Rollins all year, putting Cody over and putting Monday Night Raw on his back and not really being rewarded for it, Roman having two titles and them not having a world title on Monday night, they gave him the World Heavyweight Championship. He deserves it and he's earned it, no doubt about it. But every single time, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, Every time Rollins has gotten a world championship, he started off hot. He's great. He's one of the best wrestlers on the, on the planet. He just kind of falls short. Drew. I, I don't know if it's just me, but when Rollins has a championship for any, any extended period of time, he just doesn't feel, you know, as special one month and two months and four months. And we're, we're now at SummerSlam. He won this thing at Night of Champions, and, and I'm already kind of over it. And I'm, I'm making a prediction here. I'm going with Balor. To win this title. I'm going with Finn Balor to win the championship. Whether there's Judgment Day interference or not. I'm going with Balor to win the World Heavyweight Championship. I'm going with Damian Priest to cash in the briefcase on Balor. To try and get one over on him. But the way I think about it. And this is what I would kind of pitch if I'm at the creative table. If Balor wins the World Championship. And Damian Priest is set to stab his best buddy in the back here. Uh, basically battle leader of Judgment Day. I- I'm going to go with Balor having one step ahead of Damian Priest here bro. I think when Balor is set to get cashed in on. He's already seeing it play out, and he already has J.D. McDonough in the back pocket to stop that cash-in from happening, and okay. he fails a cash-in. So right. he, he, Damian Priest loses the briefcase. Balor's one step ahead of him. Balor gets uh, angry, kicks out Priest, and Priest is uh, excommunicated from Judgment Day, and we get Balor, the world champion, feuding with Damian Priest on Monday Night Raw for the world title with J.D. McDonough taking Damian Priest's spot in Judgment Day. Okay, so I will say this. I don't hate it. Yeah. Here's my here's the way that because you gotta you gotta hook me for Raw, yeah. Minneapolis, Monday Night Raw, two days later or a day later, right? Two days. 
you have Seth win the championship. Okay, that's fine. Damian Priest is there, and he's like, congratulations, man. They're going to have a celebration on Monday Night Raw because Judgment Day now has the world championship, the North American championship, and Rhea's your women's world champion. And they're all in the ring having the celebration, and that'll get you to tune in. Damian Priest cashes in right then and there, wins the championship, leaves everybody shocked, and then you have your build to pay back and everything else like that. You don't need to do this tonight because if he fails his cash-in, Damian Priest, where do you go from there? He's a loser. I mean, truthfully, he's a loser. So, and then everyone would be complaining, well, Finn, again, only had a championship reign for one night or two nights. I get that. They don't have to do it on Monday. Finn might not even win this world championship, but if he does, for me, have the celebration on Raw, have Priest blindside him, have the referee come out, cash in. I mean, what, 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 what would Rhea and Dominic do there? They won't stop that from kind of imploding right then and there on Monday? Well, I think they would all be shocked. Like, they're just completely, like, shocked. Like, they don't know what to do. They're just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You know? Damien cleans house. They're shocked. He pins Finn, and that's it. And gets, you know, does his thing, and that's it. And then he walks away from the Judgment Day with the World Championship. I just, again, I like your idea, but if if Finn, ca- or uh, if Priest cashes in and loses, he's a loser. He's out of Judgment Day as a loser. Yeah. That does nothing for him. Finn being blindsided, worked his whole seven years to get that championship back, finally got it, and then his best friend took it away from him. So what are we, so what are we doing at that point? Is Balor out of Judgment Day? Does Balor no, just think, leave Judgment Day? I think Priest would get out of Judgment Day. I think Priest goes on his own. I think Finn stays with the Judgment Day. Again, you could go many different so directions. So who's, who's babyface and heel here then? Who are we cheering well, for? We cheering for Balor to well, get his revenge, or they don't really well, give a shit about that. Well, Finn's a heel now. I mean, so and so is all of Judgment Day. So I think you know when Priest decides to cash in, depending on who he cashes in on, unless it's not Finn Balor or another you know face, I think Priest is going to one hundred percent flip. And I think Priest does not need Judgment Day. He doesn't. I, I don't think he needs Judgment Day, but I think he is just as much Judgment Day as anybody else. I mean, he he's basically. I don't know. I mean, I can't. I can't envision Judgment Day without Damian Priest. I don't know. That's yeah. just me. Well, I, I mean, again, the, it was it, the scenario here, which WWE is making you watch and is telling a good story. Is when that's a ticking time bomb. When is Priest cashing in that briefcase? Yeah. And right now, they're very much teasing that Priest is going to cash in on his buddy. That's kind of been there, but Finn Balor doesn't hold the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, could he cash in mid match? End of the match, he could tonight. Who knows? That's that's the story they're telling. Now you see why they gave Damian Priest the briefcase and not LA Knight. Yes, yes. So, so when everyone was up in arms, let's go out here, LA Knight's <laughs> buried again. No, not buried. <laughs> the story on Raw is the judgment day. And to JD's point, it's not Seth Rollins who is failing as, you know, quote unquote, according to you, as a world champion. He doesn't seem important. WWE has put all their time, money, and effort into Cody and Brock and the Judgment Day as a, as a unit. Seth is kind of like this afterthought right now, truthfully. And it's yeah. not his fault. It's not. I'm still going to go with uh, Balor winning. Uh, I think uh, Balor deserves it. I mean, they've been uh, really hyping the seven-year thing up. So, I mean, you, I could absolutely see what you uh, said play out, too. I mean, I, I even envisioned him uh, winning the title tonight and then losing it, losing it immediately. After seven years, he wins the title, and then he doesn't hold it for seven seconds on the same night. So, I could, I could see... Uh, them kind of yeah. fucking him over or maybe waiting till, till Monday Night Raw, but 
You and know. the thing is, is that's what Monday Night Raw is all about. Where yeah. are we going? You have to take the people who are watching this. There's going to be casuals. I'm having like 10, 15 people over for a barbecue. We're putting up a screen. Some of them don't watch wrestling, but if they see something they like and they're like, oh, okay, Raw's on Monday, I might yeah. tune into that. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? I get it. I get it. It's going to be a very interesting watch. Uh, story there is uh, leading Monday Night Raw right now. Hopefully they got something good planned for uh, tonight going into Monday. Uh, what I'm not excited about, is Cody go. versus Brock Lesnar. No stipulation has been announced. We are just getting a standard one-on-one rematch. This is match number three in a four-month uh, saga here with absolutely no reason why this is happening. Um, I don't know, man. I- I'm not excited about this. I'll leave the floor to you to talk about this first. I've, the documentary was fantastic. I watched it on Thursday. Absolutely fantastic. I got a little watery-eyed uh, during some of, the, some of the parts. Cody knows how to fucking talk, man. He knows how to tell a story. Love Cody. Uh, this I could not give a shit, a shit about. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, here's the deal, right? It's it's important in terms of where we go, where the WWE goes with this, after this. Brock is a main event. He's a attraction. I get it. It's three matches. They probably only needed to do two or one. I get that. But this is making, and they I mean, how many times they say, one of the main events on SummerSlam, okay? So Cody's in another main event of a pay-per-view, premium live event. And it's with one of the biggest stars in the history of the business. And Cody's going to walk out of here a winner. He is going he to is. beat Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is going to, and Brock Lesnar is going to do fantastic business with Cody Rhodes, just like yeah. he has in the past. So I think we need to just see where this goes. Because if they, again, it's like I said, you guys just complain and girls complain about everything. If Cody was in a match with Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship and Cody won, ah, that's not the championship. That's not the story. And I agree with you. If he loses that match, Cody's buried again. So this is a big match on a card that realistically is not WrestleMania, and it's Cody's comeuppance. He's getting back to where he needs to go. And that eventually is finishing the story, which is what they told on that documentary. Co- where, where, where do they go from here, bro? And, and we know Cody's winning. Cody's going to get his match. He's going to get his, his win over Brock. Where do they go from here? Because I've heard rumors of... Cody and Seth after SummerSlam is over. That's not the direction. I don't want that. That's not the title he needs, obviously. I've heard Cody and Randy Orton potentially, but Randy Orton, I mean, you could plug Randy Orton into three different storylines. You could plug him into the uh, Imperium uh, Matt Riddle thing that's going on and and, and teaming him with Drew McIntyre. I mean, that would be kind of lame, but they do have to tie up some loose ends there with Matt Riddle. You can plug him into the Roman thing because the bloodline put him out. The last thing that was on TV was the bloodline putting him out. He was gone because of the bloodline. The chat and, is and, getting me so angry here. And now, and now you can put him in the Cody Rhodes thing, man. I mean, Cody Rhodes beats Brock Lesnar, and then whether he shows up tonight or tomorrow, Cody's free, and then here's the next thing, the next test, which is Randy Orton. Or it could be Bray Wyatt. May, WWE and SAP, I think, reported Bray Wyatt is being kept off TV because WWE is still very concerned about his health. How much of that is a red herring, bro? We don't really know. I mean, is he ready to come back, or is he not ready to come back? I do think that he's ready to come back, but... Somewhere along the way, I think either the story between Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, both of these stories, I think some information's kind of being withheld there to maybe be a surprise on tonight's show. I don't know. Mm, I, You know what? I think the Bray health stuff is real. Um, I, I think it's real, but, I, I mean, he would be a perfect foil for Cody Rhodes as well if they want. Sure. So is Randy. Yeah. I, we just don't know if Randy's, I, you know, I don't know Randy's medical status and realistically what they could do, WWE, to throw everybody off the scent is fly Randy to the performance center right now. You know, there's a lot of private jets. WWE's got a boatload of money. So does Randy. Fly him to the performance center right now. Have him pass the tests. 
and then have him show up at SummerSlam. Yeah. He's got plenty of time to do both. And they could have done it last night. I don't know. Nobody knows. It's a HIPAA violation. Yeah. Nobody knows Randy's, you know, medical status. Um, and I think it's crazy that people report like when wrestlers get surgery and they, you know, all this other stuff that like, hey, you know, the surgery went well. Unless they put that out there, that's not for you to discuss. Um, but we but need I, we need something big after Lesnar. We need something big for oh, Cody. For sure. I mean, he can't go to Monday Night Raw and then all of a sudden start a feud with uh, fucking Miz or or, uh, well, or Champa or you know. Yeah, no, and I get that. But again, you know, I've I've been crucified for this because I've said, you know, you got to stop booking for you. I don't book for me. JD's not JD does book for him, and I get it. That's what everybody does. You know, oh, this is what I want to see. They don't give a shit. At times, what you and me want to see, they are going to book for what they need to get done and the reactions. And here's the deal. Stop watching through your kids' eyes. No, I'm not going to because that's WWE's target (laughs) audience. Is that that what was pissing you off? Oh, no. The people in the (laughs) chat are like, oh, Cody's dead, buried. What are you guys watching? Seriously, what the fuck are you guys watching? I want to know. What are you guys watching that this man is buried? They gave him... All this time on SmackDown, he's not even on the brand, okay? They had a promo package. They um, are doing so many things with him on Raw, They a documentary. Cody is the furthest thing from buried, and I agree with everybody. Cody needs a formidable opponent going forward because the Brock stuff is done. We'll probably see that on Monday Night Raw. His momentum on TV creatively isn't where it needs to be, but to, to say he's buried, I mean, the guy has legitimately been everywhere this weekend. He's on mm-hmm. everything, every every TV station, every interview, every podcast. He's not buried. I mean, the company clearly oh. has an agenda here, and Cody's the guy. So get yeah, used to and, it. And again, I want to say this to people who don't have children or nieces or nephews or whatever – that is who WWE targets because they've already got me, JD, and everybody else in here, okay? They want to make that six, seven, eight, nine, and 10-year-old watch wrestling until they're 30, 40, 50 years old so yeah. that they can keep milking that cash cow. That is them buying merch, tickets, pay premium live events, subscription services. That's what they're trying to do. So it might not be for me and you. There is some things on the cards and some storylines that is. That might not be it, but Cody needs a formidable opponent after tonight. Not named Brock Lesnar. I, I do, I do, I do agree with the chat. I feel the chat sentiment that I think a lot of trust as far as Cody has gone out the window from WWE management to the fan base. Four months of this is overly excessive, and after we've seen how WWE hasn't really given us an explanation, and, and believe me, I'm I want one, and, and we may get one. Lesnar may be in cahoots with Paul Heyman. Heyman may be, uh, you know, uh, someone out there who hired Lesnar to. Take Cody's attention off of Roman Reigns. We, we don't know. I mean, if it gets there, fine. We'll get, we'll get that explanation. But I get that you guys have soured on this and don't trust WWE to do right with Cody after what we've seen for the last four months. And you're not excited about what potentially is to come, but he needs something big. He, he needs something that is worthy of a main event level feud on Monday Night Raw. And I don't really know who else there is outside of the names that I just mentioned. Well, I guess we're going to have to wait and see. I Cody could do business with anybody, but I agree with you. If it feels like it's unimportant, it's going to be unimportant. Yeah. Did this match so, need a stipulation? Yes. God, yes. Why didn't we get a stipulation? Not quite sure on that one. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I think like a last man standing or a, a bull rope match would have been just fine. Um, I was just praying that they didn't do a Detroit street fight and they're not. So I don't know. You know, um, they gave Ronda the MMA and, and Shane the MMA stipulation. Um, you know, the undisputed championship, which is the main event is tribal combat. So that's kind of like a, anything goes. Yeah. Maybe they just thought it was overkill. 
if they added this. Uh, I don't know how they're going to make this match different from the first two. Uh, I, I suspect this is going to go 10 minutes. Cody's going to take a bunch of suplexes. They're going to work the arm angle. Kamora mm-hmm. lock and then a Cody cutter and a disaster kick and a crossroads, maybe three of them, and goodbye. And we'll be uh, on our way to tribal combat. Yeah, and they're going to put a lot of sympathy on Cody tonight. Yeah. Like Cody might have, you know, the fight of his life, yeah. and he barely gets out. I think that's what's happening. I think Cody Rhodes comes out victorious, and it'll be interesting, to your point, where they go after this. Tribal Combat is the main event for SummerSlam tonight. It is Roman Reigns and Jay Uso, main event Jay Uso. Uh, we don't really know the exact stipulations for Tribal Combat, but I'm assuming it is going to be uh, a street fight of sorts. There'll be weapons around the ring, and... There'll be no DQ, which kind of plays into maybe Solo Sokoa getting involved, maybe J- uh, Jimmy Uso returning from injury, quote-unquote, the storyline injury that took Jimmy Uso out. Maybe we see The Rock. Who knows? I've seen a couple reports stating that this would be the perfect scenario for The Rock to come back. Could The Rock be the person who explains what this is, or would that be Rikishi? I think there needs to be someone of Samoan lineage yeah. who explains what this match is that is not named Solo, Jimmy, Jay, or Roman. I want somebody, and it could be a video package for all I care, but somebody needs to explain from the Samoan dynasty what this is because it's significant. Now, obviously, I think you and I are both uh, in agreement here. Roman Reigns is not losing the championship at all. How we get to the end is where the story is going to be. Jey Uso is going to come close. Whether Jimmy shows up, whether Solo gets involved, the one big, big takeaway from... Last night's SmackDown was Jay tried to really get in the head of Solo Sokoa and basically paint a picture that has happened to him early on in his bloodline run and basically told Solo that whatever they're doing to you now is exactly what they did to me. Sammy said it to Jay. Jay finally realized. Jimmy told Jay. Jay finally realized. Now Jay is telling Solo. So you see the dominoes falling here, Drew. You see all of the bloodline kind of aligning with each other here and kind of moving away from Roman Reigns and Solo is the last piece to this puzzle. Will Solo finally reveal himself as, hey, I'm not dumb to your tricks. I'm going to join my brothers. Or do we see this kind of play out where Solo aids in Roman winning and we get payback from uh, tonight's show with Jay and Solo main eventing payback next month? Well, let me let me ask you this. But they gave the match already on SmackDown, which I don't understand why, but go ahead. Right, so let me ask you this. Were you surprised that this match happened on SmackDown? Yes. Because I was. And I was surprised that it went as long as it did. I thought for sure it would be some sort of like schmaz or I'm not not fighting you or or a DQ or something to that extent. They gave you an actual match, like an actual match. And to me, I was like, that's interesting. So they've already kind of burned uh, the possibility of that match happening at Payback, right? Because do we care to see it at Payback now unless Jimmy's the world champion? Or Jay's the world champion? I, I I don't care to see it again, no. Does Jimmy come back and maybe go against? This is another narrative out there. Does Jimmy come back and turn on his brother? Because Jay, honestly, man, I don't want to see it. They're, they're, they're literally the greatest tag team uh, in WWE history. Do I want to see you know Jimmy turn on Jay? I, I don't think so. But Jay has done so much, bro, to prove to everybody that I, listen, I could stand on my own. You know what does Jimmy do on his own? I don't know. He's not going to be one hundred percent. You know, he's not going to be someone I want to see away from his brother. But I mean, Jimmy could turn on Jay, and, and we could get. Uh, that's uh, you know that that narrative out there. That's now the story, right? Yeah. For payback, it seems as if the story yeah. is going to be brother versus brother, and it's not you know solo versus Jay. It's Jimmy versus Jay, and I think you're right. You never wanted me here. You never wanted me there. You never wanted me in that top spot. I now and I you know and now I have a problem with it. You know, yeah. and that's who turns. 
you know, Jimmy, you know, has always told Jay, I don't, I don't want you there, blah, 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 blah. So that's the story because they burned through the solo thing. And I yeah. think the solo thing was predictable. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've seen the rumors and I don't know even how this is even remotely true because I don't think Roman would tell anybody this besides yeah. maybe Vince. Yeah. And you know, Vince and Triple H aren't talking, but I've heard the rumors that Roman wants to drop the championship to one of his family members. I don't think I, listen, that might be the case. Roman probably does want to take care of his family, but I don't think that that. Well, I think, I think we discussed this on Tuesday. I think there was a report. I don't know who the report came from that Roman is going to be missing fast lane. He's going to be missing payback and he's going to be missing survivor series. That's a lot of fucking shows for Roman to be missing. And survivor series is one of their big five. So I don't think Roman's going to be missing survivor series. I just think the advertisements didn't go out yet. And they didn't really advertise him for the show yet. But I mean, if he misses fast lane and payback, I think, you kind of alluded to that. I mean, it was always in the cards for him to miss those shows, and they got more than enough to kind of offend Roman not being there, but that's going to be two right. extra shows without the world championship being defended, bro. Do we get the title change tonight, and do no. they shock the world? No, and I've said this before, right? When you We just talked about it. Let's yeah. circle back. Seth Rollins feels unimportant. Yeah. His championship matches do not feel on level with Roman and even some of the other matches here. Yeah. That is a way, payback and fast lane, to reestablish, and that's why they have two world championships for the men and for the women, to reestablish Seth and make that championship mean more. Those are the main event matches right there. They, yeah. you, Seth Rollins versus whomever for the World Heavyweight Championship, both on payback and fast lane, that's your main events, whoever he's taking on. And you could finish this Jimmy versus Jay stuff at Fastlane. It could even bleed into Survivor Series where we have a War Games match, Jimmy on one side, Jay on the other, and they have their, their pick of the litter there. But I, I do believe that Roman is taking the time off just like he always does, and it's well-earned, and he is not, I say this, he's not going to be missed because they will make other things more important for that card. Would I like to see him personally defend the championship every month on a, on a show? Sure, because I that's entertainment for me. But realistically, when that happens, it almost devalues that championship. And he is an attraction, guys. Yeah. Roman is an attraction. Yeah. So I think Roman walks out the champion tonight. Uh, but all I know is WWE, every time we've had Roman and something to do with this bloodline story in the main event, there is going to be something that the show goes off the air with that's going to leave everybody kind of like breathless. It's going to be like a cinematic moment. It's going to get people talking. Whatever that is tonight will happen at the end of tonight's show, and it will carry us into Friday night. But WWE has been synonymous with that. They did it at the Rumble. They did it at the Elimination Chamber. They did it at WrestleMania. They did it at Night of Champions. They did it at Money in the Bank. So it's you know it's coming tonight. We don't know what it is so I'm excited to see where they go with this. But I, I I do think that the biggest play here is Jimmy turning on Jay and we get brother yeah. versus brother for payback. I, because and like I, you said, uh, Drew, they, they exhausted this already. And, and Solo versus Jay should have been the match at payback, but we got it last night. I don't really care to see it, it unless the it title's was, on the line. It was predictable to yeah. have Solo, you know, interfere and, and not, you know, and help Roman and all that other stuff that could go in a different direction now, which is kind of unpredictable where Solo turns on Roman yeah, and Roman and he loses the championship. That is not something that I see playing out, but you never know. Again, I think, you know, you're asking the big returns, everything. We have seen that, yeah. especially with Roman at the end of these big pay-per-views. I truly believe that what we talked about is going to be that big payoff. It's Jimmy turning on Jay. And I think that's how we go off the air. Truthfully, there you go. I don't think you're seeing Rock show up and no. stare down Roman or anything like that shit. Come on. Like, I just don't see. It. Sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, SummerSlam is tonight. 
And uh, we are very happy that you guys joined us tonight. We had over 2,000 in here for a 1 o'clock stream, man. Holy shit. Why don't we get this kind of audience on Tuesday night? Well, I think, listen, it's a big weekend, man, you know? Listen, man, if you enjoyed what Drew and I did here today, man, we're live every Tuesday, so make sure you guys show up every Tuesday. My cooler, my Yeti, I'd love to get a sponsorship by Yeti. You want to send me some coolers, me and yeah. Jesse, some coolers, go for it, um, is full of ice cold beer. And we're ready for SummerSlam. The grill is on. We're going to have wings, brisket, mac and cheese, coleslaw. We're ready. We're ready. There you, go. you know what I'm doing? I'm drinking a coffee later tonight, and I'm making arancini for dinner. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, man. Look at you. Good old Italian boy. Yeah, there you go. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to get into these super chats and then uh, get out of here and enjoy the rest of the afternoon. Uh, follow Drew and I on social media. You guys see our ads right there on the screen. At Andrew Baydala, at JD from NY206. Uh, I have another video going up at 3 p.m. today. Uh, it is not as controversial as people are making it out to be. Already my my subscribers, my, uh, my channel members already got it. Uh, make sure you guys go and check that out. Jesse and I talk about this AW Women's Locker Room situation for about a good 45 minutes. Excellent discussion. Really, really just straightforward. Just two guys talking and shooting the shit. So make sure you guys I, check that out. Listen, I like you guys, but I will say this. You I will know. never catch me commenting on this stuff because it's none I, of it's my It's high school business. drama, man. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, I don't and, like drama to begin with. I'm yeah. definitely not going to talk about somebody else's locker room. Yeah. It is your profession, so I get it. Yeah. So go check that out, guys. And uh, please hit that thumbs up. Let's try for 1,000 likes today on the SummerSlam preview and predictions. Mike Plaza, Ben's Xbox Fortress, and The Cake all have new memberships. Thank you, guys. Hey. Kenyon Gentry, new membership. LJ, new membership. Thank you guys very much, man. I'm happy to see that. Phantom 67, new membership. Uh, JD, let me, let me ask you something before you yeah. read some of this stuff. I wanted to ask you this before we get off the air. Yeah. What is one thing you want to have happen tonight that you don't think WWE will do? What do I want to have happen? Um... That's a good question. I think about it and read some super chats. Um, there's one of two things. Uh, I, I think Seth Rollins should drop the title. I don't think Seth Rollins is realistically going to drop the title. I'm going with Balor anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, deep down, I want Roman to lose those championships, but I don't, I don't think my heart is ready for him to lose those championships. You know, I just want to see something new. They've kind of like broken that glass a little bit. They haven't fully broken through, but they've broken the glass a little bit where, you know, they're making Roman have like cracks and he suffered his first pinfall loss at money in the bank in three years. So I agree with you there. I think that would be something I would like to see, but who knows if we're ready for it. Fleck Guapo with a $5 Super Jack. Currently drinking a Minute Maid slushy mixed with, uh, I'm guessing he used, he used a cocktail emoji. So I'm, I'm guessing you think it, there's alcohol in your drink? I or? hope so. Yeah. It's Saturday. Yeah. Enjoying, drinking. A, enjoying a, a, a chopped cheese. I miss Ooh. my local bodegas. All I'm asking for is a solid summer slam tonight. It's going to be a solid show tonight. It's going to be a very newsworthy night, I predict. JD, please tell me you know what a chopped cheese is. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what a chopped cheese is. What is that? Right. It's, we'll have to take you to a bodega <laughs> and like, well, we'll get you one. I chopped had a, cheeses are, are I, had a, I had a sausage, egg, and cheese from the bodega on a bagel this morning. Chopped cheese is hamburger meat. We want to have. It's not a cooking show, but okay. go ahead. It's good. Fleck Wapo, thank you, man. Enjoy your uh, your chopped cheese and your uh, minute made slushy, man. Uh, Lauren Marie Hutton with an 18 months. Hey, lovelies, SummerSlam. Hope is a decent show. Tuning in. Rumors are circulating that Randy is in Detroit. Hoping he returns tonight. Will he be heel or face? Well, I mean, that's uh, that's the question. I mean, I think he would come back uh, as a face. But if he goes and attacks Cody, I don't think he's going to be a babyface. 
you know what? I think what everyone should do, truthfully, and I know it's tough, but you should get off the internet and let this show play out. Yeah. You want to know the ending to, like, your favorite sitcom? No. Just, I get it. It's what's well, all the rage. Everyone wants to know everything before it happens. Yeah. But just like Cena showing up at Money in the Bank, I was like, holy shit. Like, nobody thought of that. So just Now, is Randy you know, really in Detroit? I mean, I, I think I read something that uh, said he was in Detroit, but is he, is he really in Detroit? I don't know. Uh, I would say that he's been spotted in Detroit. Yeah. yeah. Laura Marie Hunt with a two. JD, you're the man. Love the podcast. Keep doing you. Thank you, Laura. And LJ. Fuck me, right? <laughs> I mean. I just kidding. LJ, thank you for the new membership. 20-minute promo at six months. Don't be fooled by my six months. I've been a regular in the venue since before most Cody Rhodes fans have been alive. Cheers to both of you fellas. Thank you. 20-minute promo. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Cody Snyder with a five. HBK, Triple H in 2002. Yes, uh, absolutely. It's one, that's the reason why it's one of my favorite my favorite SummerSlam ever. Uh, Dude, the opener yeah. was a banger. What was that? Mysterio, was Mysterio and Angle? Angle. Yeah. The middle, which was, this is how wrestling cards are constructed, ladies yep. and gentlemen. The middle was Sean and yep. HBK, or Sean and Triple H. Yep. And then the ending was Brock and Brock. Yeah. Which was a good match. Unbelievable. Uh, Punk Brock, 2013, another one. Uh, one of Brock's best matches. One of Punk's best matches. Uh, Punk Brock match is the most rewatched match of that decade. It was, oh, yeah. a, great, it was a great match. Yeah. Like Drew said, Brock works with the smaller guys better than anybody. Jason Barker, he drops a $100 super chat. My man Andrew NJD in the building. All he says, OTS for life. And uh, Jason, thank you so much, brother. Unbelievable. JD, you ready for collision? Uh, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, there you go. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. I'm not. People thought I was covering collision tonight. You got to be out of your mind. Eli the Misfit with a 199. This guy knows his stuff, man. Yes, Drew knows his shit. Phil with a 999. Predictions for tonight. LA Knight or Grayson Waller. Gunther, Shayna, Ricochet. Flair gets 15th. Cody over Brock. Balor wins. Roman retains. Solid choices, Phil. Yeah. Solid choices. I'm going with Grayson Waller, though, over uh, everybody else in that battle royal. And Logan Paul's beating Ricochet. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I'm swinging in that direction, too. Roman Reigns with a $5 super chat. Oh, hey, my hey God. Roman. How you doing, buddy? They are reporting. Well, there are reports saying Kyrie Sane is backstage, and Asuka said she has a backup plan. Is Kyrie her backup plan tonight? I don't know. What does Triple H got up his sleeve? I could see that. I mean, Kyrie's not really with a promotion right now, and she's already stated that she wants to be back in WWE, so why not? Sure, why not? Why not? Going to say no to that one, right? Cisco with a $5 super chat. I hear SummerSlam will open with Logan Paul Ricochet because Logan wants to make Jake Paul's fight. If they do that, it will be a great start. Cisco, yes, we talked about that earlier. Yeah, I, and that's the way to go. Truthfully, they should open. Yeah. Um, who else we got here? We got uh, B.W. Rosas with the $2 Super Jack. J.D., some respect, uh, some suspect Priest will cash in on Roman and Jay Uso. Why would he cash in on Roman and Jay? Uh, so that all of Judgment Day can have all of the world championships? Mm, I don't think so. I mean, that's a little ridiculous there. I mean, they're already starting to feel overexposed. You want to go that route now, too? Right, and then what do you do? Like, what's the story after that? Roman just steps away because he's so distraught that he lost to Damian Priest? Nah. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. El Mase with the 999. You guys made my Saturday gym session so much more enjoyable. Have a drink on me, and hopefully we'll get a good summer scam tonight. Eli, or El Mase, thank you so much, bro. Uh, it's going to be a great show tonight, no doubt about it. WWE, the one thing that they've done right this year, their PLEs have been much better than uh, years prior. They're very digestible. Yes. 
Roman Reigns with another five. Fightful reported that Roman wants to lose those titles when he wants to, and Paul wants Roman to break Bruno's record. Roman, like, Roman, Roman's not breaking Bruno's record. That's like 3,000 days, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's another That's four tough. years for him to break the record. You want to, you want Roman to have the title for another four years? I That's could a see, tough I could, one. I could see him maybe beating Hogan, but Bruno, no. Robert Hawley with a two-dollar super chat. Paul Heyman set up the package Monday. Yeah, that package was. Uh, well, which package are you talking about, Robert? I mean, oh, you're a- talking about like the rules and stuff. We still haven't got clarification. Yeah. I saw the package they did on SmackDown. Too. Yeah, there's no real clarification on what's what. Yeah. Ghost Sniper 35 Gaming with an eight months. Great work as always. Thanks for your hard work. What are you guys drinking? Thank you, Ghost Sniper. Uh, Phil with a 499. Balor holding the title with Priest still uh, as M.E. Money in the Bank while Rhea and Dom try to keep those two at bay is really compelling television to me. Uh, uh, Money in the Bank, you mean? Uh, yes, uh, Phil, I, I, I could see that. But, yeah, they're going to need, like like Drew said, they're going to need something to hook you going into Monday Night Raw. And, and right now, Judgment Day is the biggest Raw on Monday night, so they need to keep the story going as intriguing as possible. Right, and that's the thing. Why am I watching Raw on Monday? Yeah. Uh, Tay-Tay with a 499. My SummerSlam predictions are LA Knight, Logan Paul, Gunther, Shayna, Asuka, Cody, Finn, and Roman Reigns. And also, do you see Randy Orton or Bray Wyatt returning at SummerSlam? I could see one or the other, but... You know, we don't really know as far as Bray. His uh, his illness was real. Randy Orton's injury is a career-ending one, so you got to take that shit carefully. But he is training and uh, training to come back. But is he bumping? If, is he be- ready to go yet? No, he's not medically clear. If I had to bet on one of them returning, I would say it's more likely that Orton is yeah. there beside, uh, than it would be Bray. Yes, agreed. 21 with a 499. I think we'll get Balor win... And winning the world championship, have Priest cash in on Balor, and then have J.D. McDonough as a replacement for Balor in the Judgment Day. Well, listen, what a picture. Like, what a, a thumbnail. What a, a, a moment to put on Twitter and, and WWE.com of Balor holding that world championship over his head like this, and Damian Priest just kind of staring at it with the briefcase. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice hook for Monday. Yep. Michelle with a five. What if we have a full Judgment Day breakup? You have... Finn Priest, then Tuesday, Ray may cost Dom his title, and Dom moves to SmackDown to feud, and maybe soon lead to the LWO. Uh, I mean, you're going to break up Judgment Day when they're the hottest thing outside the bloodline? I don't think so. They're literally in, like, three segments every week on Raw. Yeah. Tay-Tay with a 199 DC. Any cash-ins tonight? Maybe EO? Maybe. Uh, EO more than Damian, I would say. Cameron Battle with a 499. TK doesn't know how to book women's wrestling, so... The fact that he doesn't know he's not going to care, which is sad as a boss. I mean, they need to do better, man. That's all I'll tell you. They need to do better. Ali with 12 months. I cannot wait for SummerSlam. It's going to be a good show. I also heard on August 11th, Monday Night Raw commentary will be Michael Cole and Wade Barrett. Yes, we uh, discussed that right at the top, Ali. So the flip is August 11th. Why not now? I don't know. I didn't didn't hear August 11th. I I thought immediately. But. Yeah, I thought that's what that's what I read on Variety. Yeah, Michelle Moran with a two dollars super chat. If we get Jimmy versus Jay, who does Solo side with? Jimmy versus Jay, who does Solo side? with? That's Roman. the story. Right. Phantom yeah. with a new membership. Thank you, Phantom. Twenty one with a three ninety nine. No message. Thank you, brother. Twenty one with a nine ninety nine. Hey, JD and Drew. Hope y'all enjoy SummerSlam tonight. Hope 
You all, will all have a good night, and let's hope that WWE delivers another banger. PLE, I think we're in Thank for you. a great show, man. Will Federico with a new membership. Thank you, Will. Eric Newton with a 10. The only guy I think right now who could take the belts from both Roman is Randy Orton. Orton could kill the legend of Roman and get payback for the bloodline taking him out, but what show does Orton belong to? Mm -mm. You're really really going uh, above and beyond there, man. I don't think Randy Orton's going to take the titles from Roman. Mm -mm. Especially not uh, upon coming back. Average skilled gamer with 12 months. My apologies. I'm a little late to the stream, but I figured I'd pop in to say, hey, I hope you both enjoy your night watching SummerSlam OTS for life. Thank you, Average. I really appreciate it, brother. Jim Cornette with a 199. Wow, we're, we're uh, popular tonight. Uh, Jim Cornette. I know. Collision is in my city debating should I go. I don't know, man. You should you, go. You really hate the show, man, so I don't, I don't know why you go. You should, I mean, you should go. Why not? Yeah. I, Star I mean, Trek whoever, punk, man, go. Yeah, who, whoever that is, I know it's not Jim. Go, and you could always watch SummerSlam when you get home. Yeah. Harold Russell with new membership. Thank you, Harold. Jared Hopfinger with a two. Do you see Lashley interfering in Brock's match? No. I am done with that. Harold Russell with a 10, and he says this. Read an article about Rhea Ripley might be stripped of her title because of the 30-day rule. No. They're not stripping no. Rhea of the title. They're not stripping Rhea of anything. No. And uh, this is a, this is a banger one. Look at this. We got a 199. This is the last one, and we're going to get out of here. 199 Super Chat from Jack Mehoff. Yeah, don't read that. Don't read it. <laughs> This is uh, like when Bart Simpson calls um, Moe's, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'd like to talk to Huge, or Hugh Ass. Hugh, oh, and Moe's like, Huge Ass? No, don't read that. Oh, my God, man. We're, we're getting out of here. Uh, what, do you, what do you got, man, before we get the hell out of here? Hey, go enjoy SummerSlam with your friends, your family, whomever, your significant other, or yourself. Enjoy it. Be entertained. Escape the world for three hours, okay? That's what wrestling's all about. Put away the phone. Put away your critiques. Watch the show and enjoy. And I'm going to kill my dog. And, and a Just two. Kidding, Jake Miller with a two. Thank you, brother. No message. Cody with a two. Shout out to Drew. These shows are great. We appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Guys, enjoy SummerSlam tonight. There's a video going up at 3 p.m. in regards to the AW ladies in that locker room, Jesse and I. And I'll be live after SummerSlam. As always, you can catch Drew and I again. Regular time, 8.30 on Tuesday night with episode 8 of TNT. Until You're then, guys. You're a busy man. Yeah, Say man. thank you, everybody. Look at how much content this guy does. There you go, man. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, guys. And we will see you back live tonight and then Tuesday for episode 8 of TNT.